You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Brock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started This episode of the Classroom Collaborative Podcast is sponsored by a live studio zoo. Need to increase student engagement or improve student outcomes? Then let us tell you about our sponsor. Alive Studios uses 3D augmented reality animals to create magical learning adventures for kids. Learning the foundations for reading and math while interacting with the 26 zoo animals will have your pre-K or kindergarten classroom squealing with excitement. They even have apps for mobile devices so kids can make the animals come alive at home. I have personally been using their products in my classroom for years, and I can say for certain that my kids loved it. Be sure to check out AliveStudioZoo.com to join all the fun. Their programs are also great for language learners, special needs, and at-risk intervention. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am Adam Peterson. Hello, I'm Dee Dee Wills. And we are so excited to be back with you, Dee Dee. How are you? I am so good. How are you? I'm good. You're so busy, too. It's, it's, it's moving yeah. day at your house, isn't it? <laughs> moving day! Moving day! Parents are out of the basement today, so that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you took time out of that to, to, to join me and sit down and talk because I know you're busy, so we'll keep this short. But we want to get people uh, excited about education still now that we're all in this quarantine process. If you're listening yeah. to this, it is still in the midst of COVID-19 quarantine. But um, we don't want the education to stop. And our guest today is not letting the education stop. And, and not to be corny or cliche here, but he, he's leveling up the education. We have with us today an author, an educator, a speaker, um, Mr. Jonathan Alzheimer. How are you, Jonathan? I'm great, man. Thank you. And as you said, man, we're in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis. And as you can hear next door, I got someone doing some work at their house as we speak, bro. So, you know, we're living it right now. We're That's living right. It, but well, it kind of sounds like... He- it kind of sounds like you have like drums going or something. Right. Hey man, I call it my, you know, that's, you know we're just going to pretend it's my theme music, you know? There you go. That's right. He carries it wherever he goes. Just to make that's sure right. he comes that's right, right in. That's right. Oh my gosh. Well, it is so nice to get to know you, but for those of you who don't, don't know, Jonathan, can you just tell us a little bit about your background, kind of your teaching journey? Give us a scoop. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, my name's Jonathan Alsheimer. I'm a seventh grade history teacher at the Fred Lynn Middle School under the tutelage of the mastermind that is Hamish Brewer, the relentless skateboarding principal. You can't get any better than working for a dude like that. You know what I mean? Not only is he world renowned, wicked famous, but wicked cool. And um, but yeah, I mean, like so kind of the my, my whole background is I've been teaching for over 10 years, uh, all at at risk schools. I started my educational journey teaching at an inner city charter school in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, you know, my wife and I had to, you know, metal detect kids into the building and worry mm-hmm. about more gangs than you can think of. Um, it was crazy. So, but, it, it, you know, it kind of got me into a position where I really learned, like, talk about getting thrown into the fire, so to speak, and kind of learning on my feet. You know what I mean? That nothing right. in college ever, you know, prepared me for the teaching world being put into it like that. Actually, the classroom that I was in, I taught ninth through 12th grade uh, geography psychology, current events. And the very, the very, very first class I walked into, I was the sixth teacher in that room that year. One dude walked out after one day, one teacher quit after one week, another guy after one month, Mm -hmm. you know, and all all of a sudden here I came, I came rolling in that year in March and kind of took off from there. So that was the beginning of my road, my journey. Uh, My wife and I are both teachers. We ended up moving back East and uh, I kind of settled in at Fred Lynn middle school, but I, I, you know, I kind of consider myself kind of the, kind of this teacher that'll do anything. I'll turn over any rock to, to kind of connect with kids and do whatever it takes. And and I kind of try to live my, my biggest thing is as a teacher, 
you know, I try to live and practice what I, what I preach and, and I live it out in my daily life. So I'm like the guy who I'm a teacher, but like, I've gone skydiving, whitewater rafting, climbed mountains. I even fought for a mixed martial arts uh, championship belt. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, who, what teacher do you know fought in a cage? So, you know, <laughs> and I got a professional contract to play baseball in Europe. Like, but like, that's the thing. Like, I, I believe in like doing it all. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think, man, like, I wish I could have done X, Y, and Z. I want to do X, Y, Z and whatever else I can, you know, get my wow. hands on and uh, have stories to tell. And actually those stories end up, you know, working their way into my instruction in my classrooms and build ability for me as a teacher to kind of make connections with kids that, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe would have kind of looked past me and said, I don't want to learn, learn from this guy, but you know, now they're locked in when normally they might not be, but that's me in a nutshell awesome. right there, author, educator, <laughs> international keynote speaker, you know, I don't say no to an opportunity and I'm all about it. So if you can't, I always say this, if you can't get hyped about talking about education, what can you get hyped about? Let's go. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I love, <laughs> I love that. that. Yeah. Uh, I, I've followed your journey since your, your book came out. We, we kind of connect to that. Um, for those of you listening, Jonathan is a fellow DBC author, his book, Next Level Teaching, uh, Empowering Students and Transforming School Culture. And I feel like that first word speaks everything you just said, empowering students empowering yourself, empowering through all of your experiences. And I think that's really Absolutely. cool. I was scrolling through your, your uh, preview of the book and I saw you getting all taped up for an MMA fight. So yeah. you, you've done it all, man. That's, it's crazy. Well, you know, man, I'll tell you what, dude, like I'm, I'm saying, man, it's like when it comes to like the idea of next level teaching, how teachers are the driving force of school culture will involved in that. Like you gotta, you gotta be willing to do whatever it takes. And you know what I mean? And you can't just sit on the sidelines and, you know, kind of just, be a shadow in the world of education. I always say there's no shadows in education. You know, there should be no shadows in your own life. Go out and live your life, do your thing. And that, that same breath of energy and passion and love for whatever it is that you want to do should be poured into the school and, and poured into the world of education and poured into teaching and poured into your relationships with kids and your engagement that you put into your lessons and all that good stuff. So I try to, you know, I try to tie it all together and throw it all together. I'm one big, crazy, you know, teacher that'll just like jump on top of the tables and I just love what I do and and I, and I love life man like it, it is what it is that's awesome, awesome. amazing is, now that we're in what we're in right now and and you know teachers can't do those types of things in a classroom but there's a couple of points in your um, book summary that I wanted to point out and see how you can tie those to the current situation we're all living through so in your summary and you guys you can check it out on Amazon next level teaching by Jonathan Alzheimer but there's a couple points that say um, it shows how educators can generate productive excitement in students using non-academic strategies transform student enthusiasm and engagement create powerful relationships with students and colleagues and seek out every chance to be a positive motivating influence and become valued assets not only in the classroom but throughout the school so going back to that first one generating productive excitement and students using non-academic strategies with being the middle school teacher you are and now on this distance learning thing it's a lot different than most of our guests um i know yeah. you're, you're new to our show but dd and i are both primary teachers a lot of our guests are primary teachers we talk specifically about primary skills quite a bit on here so mm -hmm. how are you taking something like a junior high atmosphere where I, I can bet it's a little bit harder to wrangle students' um, excitement than it is with five-year-olds, right? Like, how are you making that excitement as productive as possible in this e-learning um, era? Oh, man, I'll tell you what, it, it's a whole nother ball game. I think this whole, I think the distance learning thing in general is just a whole nother ball game right now for everybody. I think we're all just kind of, you know, that's a tough question to answer because, you know, the, the school that I teach at, a lot of the kids, you know, some kids can access things, some kids can't. And we're kind of trying to dissect what we can do with these different kids. But with that being said, at the same time, like 
when you're doing this different stuff, whether it's academic or not, you can always find a way to make their learning experiences fun. And I think with, with, uh, in terms of the distance learning and e-learning it right now, I think it's mostly academic as it relates mm-hmm. to this kind of stuff. But, you know, in terms of the classroom itself, I'm a firm advocate and just, you know, spending a couple minutes in the classroom of just trying to get to know kids and have some fun. You know, I, I posted a video on Twitter one time of me doing this tower tear cups game where I just, you know, everybody's trying to figure out a way to kind of, how do we get to know our kids and how do we balance like the, these are my rules, but like, I don't want to be like a totalitarian dictator on the first right. week of school. You know what I mean? So the very first week of school, you know, obviously I'm all about my routines and I, and those are things you kind of have to do. You just have to, but the way you approach engaging with your students and getting them to love school. Um, you don't always have to be like, I'm going to do, you know, standard, 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 standard. Here's a worksheet or here's an activity or here's this. At one point, the very first week I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And I pulled out some strings, some rubber bands and some cups. And this is an idea that my wife gave me. And we, and I said, all right, you're in collaborative teams and you gotta, you gotta try and create this like tower of cups. And then uh, at the end of class, I was like, all right, now we're going to play a game called Tower of Terror. And I literally with some note cards in between some red solo cups. And I went up against the kids. And I just played a game against them. I'm like, all right, here. And of course, I got to throw my energy in there. So I was like, all right, you're going to take me on. And you're going to try and beat the teacher. If you beat a teacher, you're a straight legend. And I pulled kids up one at a time. And I was talking trash. And this was the first week. And, you know, <laughs> there's so many teachers out there that are like, man, if it's if it's fun, it's not good. If it's this, like the word fun, it should be the word engaging. Man, I don't care engaging fun doesn't matter what it is if it gets kids to love school then sign me up for it and you know what if i got to spend 10 15 minutes on a friday i'll spend 10 15 minutes every day the first week or two of school trying to do something like that to get kids locked in because you know what i'm going to gain hours of instruction later on throughout the course of the school year i'm focused instruction not just like they're looking out the window, but now they're locked in because they're like, this classroom's different. This classroom's cool. I like this teacher. I'm going to work for him because he just does some stuff that's different. And right. you know, the same thing goes with like this distance learning now, not to, not to tie it back. And this is kind of tying it back into academic, but I just posted something on my staff page and, um, and I was like, all right, so here's some links to World War II. And this is because that's what we were covering when we left. And I said, here's some links to some readings on World War II. Here's some videos. It's all optional. There we're, we're told not to give anything like that. It's all optional. The kids can't do it, don't want to do it. It is what it is. But I said, you know what? If you want to do it, let's do it. And at the end of it, I had a video where I created on iMovie where I literally cut a video with my daughter. And it was a video, and it was just a game. And it was like, I'm going to ask you guys questions about the stuff that you either read or saw in the videos, and you got to be faster than Adley. And it was like a points game. And it was just <laughs> a way to goof around. And it wasn't like the most crazy. I had someone ask me on Twitter, and they're like, well, why don't you ask more inquiry-based questions? And I was like, well, number one, these are just big topic things. But number two, even though it's e-learning and distance learning, man, I just want my kids to kind of sit back and have a little bit of fun right now. They got so much stress in their life. Like yeah. to play a little game because they know who Adley is. They know who my seven-year-old is. And just to play a little game where I ask, you know, what was the event that got America involved in World War II? And I got Adley over there pretending to write on a whiteboard. She's seven. She doesn't <laughs> know the answer. So she's, I wrote Pearl Harbor. And she's pretending. It was just a good time, you know, and they get like seven seconds to try and beat her. But those moments right there, like lock kids in and they just realize in that moment that you're just different. And so for yeah. that reason, they'll do things for you that they might not do for other people. Yeah, I was, I, I love that. And I was, I was looking at your, um, your book and I saw a little quote in there that um, you'd rather die trying than not, than not do it anything at all. So um, I know that a lot of times we talk about teachers who, and, and students who don't want to be risk takers and how um, as teachers, we have to try things, whether we know if it's going to be successful or not, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's yes. going to hook them. But can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, it was, I think the quote was like, die with memories, not dreams, you know? And it's like this idea of, this idea of whether it's in your own personal life or in the classroom, like, just go for it. Like, go for broke. Like, you're going to blow, you're going to blow up lesson plans. Like, don't even get it twisted. Like, the best speakers on the planet, like, had times where they walked out of the school building and they were like, man, that just didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, <clears throat> those are the types of teachers that you remember. Like, if you can think back on your educational journey, I always talk about like, that teacher, the idea of that teacher. And yeah. we've heard different, different people say that, but I always, I had that teacher, you know, I had that teacher and, and it, and it could be a positive or negative teacher. It could be that right. teacher that like made you feel bad about yourself. Right. Or it could be that teacher that totally changed your views on life. Could it be, could be change your views on education. And that type of teacher is normally the type of teacher that's willing to go out of their comfort zone and, and do things a little bit differently, whether that's the way they build relationships with students, whether that's the type of person who, man, maybe on like a Thursday or a Friday when there's a pep assembly, like you don't want to exert any energy because you're exhausted. <laughs> Your kids head you up all night, but you know what, doggone it, like it's time to start a chant in the middle of this thing and get these kids riled up. So that's what you're going to do. Because that's what you need to do to make your school awesome, to make those kids' lives in that moment fun, to make school enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And same thing with your lessons too. And same things, same thing with your classroom. Like, what do you, what things are you willing to try? You know, right. and, it, and it doesn't right. have to be a technology thing. It doesn't have to be any type of trendy new strategy or platform. It's just what are you willing to do and go for? And that's really what it comes down to. Like I mentioned, it's like, it's not only your own personal life for me and my personal life, as we talked before the show started, like I've jumped out of airplanes, I've fought in a cage, uh, mixed martial arts. I've, I've, I've whitewater rafted, climbed mountains, like, a, you know, and I'm a father of two daughters. Like what, you know, what more <laughs> crazy life am I going to have when boyfriends start knocking on the door? Yeah. Like talk about living it, but, but it's that whole thing of like, don't, don't go into a school or a classroom and think, you know what? I'm just going to go through the motions. Like what the, then why are you in this job? Like right. you're in this job to change lives and make, you know, change lives and change the trajectory of kids' lives. And like, cause otherwise what are you in it for? Cause you're not in it for a paycheck. Cause we all know you don't get any money doing no. this. I mean, no. shoot, I'm practically paying the school with all the resources I got to buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for, yeah. you know what I mean? I could, I could be a lawyer or a doctor or a vet or right. whatever. I could be making tons of money and I'm not doing that because I want to make a difference. Like I wake up every day with a passion to make an impact on the lives of kids. And I can't do that by creating some like very basic lesson plans. And you know what? I'm, I, I feel like it's better that I go try to go the distance and make something neat and it doesn't work and it blows yeah. up you know, and it works, you know, cause eventually I'll get it every time and eventually I'll just get better. Like that's just, that's right. just part of like being a better teacher. You know what I mean? And it can't be like that all the time. Don't get it twisted either. Like there's days where people walk by my room and my kids are sitting down working on something or reading some text or, you know, whatever. And it's, you know, it looks like the most boring class on the planet, but that's because they will do those, those classes because they know that tomorrow or, or our warm up or at the end of class, we're going to do something exciting and crazy. Right. And, um, and, and they just, and that's, that's that, that whole cliche of like having kids run to your classroom and like not happy when the bell rings. Like some people are like, that doesn't happen. That's a lie. It's not a lie. It happens every <laughs> year in my classroom. I promise you it's not a lie. Yeah. And it's just, what are you willing to do to get that? Right. Very cool. Right. Well, and I think I think the the enthusiasm and th that word keeps coming up in what I've seen written about you as well is your enthusiasm and the excitement of enthusiasm of your students too. And the 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 coolest part about this is is we are nowhere near classrooms right now. And, and I know I mentioned earlier that you're a middle school teacher. Um, mm -hmm. I don't even like setting foot down the middle school hallway. I'm a kindergarten teacher at heart. Like <laughs> so, to hear you say how excited they are to jump on and do that game with your daughter, I think that's really cool. And you mentioned at the beginning yeah. that that, you know, not all your students have access to the same things or not all have access to this. And what I love about what you said was 
there are so many districts where I'm hearing, well, we're not allowed to reach out to any students because some don't have access. And that blows my mind. Like I yeah. get that we want all the students to be getting the same type of teaching going on, but if we're in a different world right now, we have to keep in mind that, that we have to teach a little bit differently too. So kudos to you for still reaching out as much as possible, even if you don't have everybody be able to get on and those yeah. games. I mean, I always say, Didi and I say all the time, like if, if teachers can take one tip away from, any episode they listen to, then we feel like we've done something successful. And I think that tip yeah. that you shared with your daughter, like why not make that online lesson that could be just yeah. you in front of a screen as, as boring as possible. Why not make it the most fun game you can imagine and bringing your seven-year-old on seems like you did just that. I mean, that's what it's about. And you know what? We have, we have teachers at our school, man. Our school is just, we got some of the best educators on the planet, man. We got, we got people. And that's the thing. You're like, you're right. Like we got to kind of meet kids where they are. We got people doing zoom meetings. We got people doing, we got people doing TikTok instructional videos. Like I don't even <laughs> know, you know what I mean? But we have people using every single Avenue. Like I said, like in the book, I wrote a piece where like, I will pull, I will flip over every rock possible to find something to, to, if it reaches a kid, then I'm going to use it and I'm going to do it. And, and that's what our teachers do. Like, you know, the, every single aspect of anything that you can think of, you know, and, and if it doesn't work, we, we find something else, but we're going to find, we're going to find a way to, to connect with kids and get kids to learn. And, and you know what, like right now in this, in the midst of all this stuff, a lot, you know, what we do right now is all optional stuff in our district. And if kids want to go after it, they will, but you know what, we're at least going to put it out there mm-hmm. because that's what we do. And that's our job and, and to educate kids, you know what I mean? And to show them that we care and, you know what I mean? We're not really showing kids that we care about them if we're not trying. So right. trying to do these different things and having fun with that game, like that was just the way, like for me, the one thing for my kids is I know this, like what if what if kids have multiple different kids all going to school in the same household? They can't be on a right. Zoom meeting at 10 when their brother's supposed to be on a Zoom meeting at 10 for his high school English class, you know? So, right. you know, it's also like coming up with ways to, to put stuff out there for kids to come at their own convenience. Like I got kids that they don't have internet access. They got to go to their friend's house or their cousin's house down the street to find, to get access to my class page. So I'm not going to have a meeting at 10 and then a meeting at two on Thursday. Like I'm going to put it up there and I'm going to, and here's my videos and here's my games. And yes, it took me a little bit extra time to get on iMovie and, and screenshot all this different stuff and, and tie it into a video and, and all that stuff. It took a little bit of extra time, but you know what? I think it's worth it because that's my kids deserve that. So that's pretty awesome. Pretty powerful. As I was listening to you and, and your enthusiasm, um, I wonder if you could talk about um, what you bring to your classroom. Is it contagious? Like, does it yeah. spread out from what you do to those teachers around you? Yeah. You know what? I think it's, and the thing is, I think at our school, like, there's a lot of people that do this kind of, like, that that just their, what they do in their classroom has kind of become contagious. But the idea of, like, next level teaching, being a next level teacher, like, people have asked me so many times, like, does it mean like I got to build a rocket and this and that? Like, no, what that means is you're going to do just a little bit. You're going to do just something a little bit different. That's, that's, you know, you're not building a rocket going to space, but you're going to do something that's a little bit different where you get your kids excited about learning. And what happens is that right there, that's your way of influencing the rest of the school. You make your classroom fun and engaging to a point where it's so contagious. Like kids can't help but get sucked into it. And you're right, man. Like middle school is a tough, it's a tough thing. Yeah. Like trying to yeah. get kids to get locked in elementary school you just you know you kind of walk in as a teacher and a lot of times those kids just do what you, do what they're told or they yeah. get locked into a game middle school and high school is a different program a different breed of student you know what i mean you got to do a little bit extra so right. when you get to a point where your your instruction you got kids up and moving around the room and and now we have a game today or we're going to do this we're going to do that kids are really enjoying their time what happens mm-hmm. is they leave the classroom and when they leave the classroom 
they leave the classroom and that positive energy that you kind of instilled in that room at that moment, that leaves the room and goes into the hallways. And all of a sudden now their interactions change in the hallway. And when they go into their next class, their interactions are now changing. Now they're more positive when they leave your classroom. So now they're going into their next class more willing to work because they just have a different mental feel. You know, you see a kid leave a classroom where they were just sleeping the whole time. Now all of a sudden there's bigger problems for behavior management issues and disruptions. You know, I always say one of the best behavior management tools is student engagement. So you know what? And I had, and I said, and I say this too, I, I am naturally the type of person who I don't mind entertaining kids. Not everybody's like that. Some people are introverted teachers. Some people are right. extroverted like me, you know what I mean? But not every day do I want to do this stuff. Don't get it. Don't get that twisted either. Like there's days where I come into the classroom and like, I don't want to do anything but sit down because I was up at two o'clock and four o'clock with a kid who didn't want to sleep or a kid that was sick. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'll, and I'll entertain kids. I'll jump up on top of tables. I'll play a game, whatever it is. I'll tell stories about social studies where I'm talking about stuff and kids are on the edge of their seat. And sometimes I'm telling, you know, stories about my own kids' lives. But at the end of the day, getting kids to want to be in my room, if I get kids that want to be in my room because of what I'm doing, then they're going to want to learn. Kids aren't going to want to learn if they don't want to be in school. If we get kids to want to be in the classroom, then that's where the learning takes place. And however we do that, it's going to be different for each teacher and different for each subject. But just the fact that you walk in with that enthusiasm and that passion to make your classroom awesome, like that's where it's going to happen. That's a, that's a great point. I had a quote um, that I use quite a bit in in my keynote and I had on my website, I think for a while that said, you know, especially as an early childhood teacher, we're we're setting the stage for, for them to want to come back in middle school and high school and all that. And I said, if we can, if I can get a child to want to walk through my door every single day with a smile on their face, then I feel like I'm successful as a teacher because I know they're going to get the other stuff. They're going to learn how to read. They're going to write, but it's our job to make them want to do those other things. And I think you're doing Absolutely. that at your school. I mean, these kids, mm-hmm. I can tell just from hearing you speak, I want to be in your class. Like if, <laughs> I can tell like if my daughter had to use a teacher, like Thanks, she would be dying to go back. And now that she's not, she's got great teachers, but I'm yeah. sure the kids are missing you like crazy. Um, okay. I'm sure your daughters are loving this though, that they, <laughs> they get to be home with dad. And Yeah. I, I'm yeah, sure. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah. You're yeah. The so, guest. And, that's, and that's the nice thing too. Like, you know, it's, it is, it is, it is, it's, 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 as a teacher, it's tough in the way that like you want to be there for your students. Cause you know, like those kids, they need you in a way that's different, but at the same time, yes, I'm home with my two girls and, and I truly cherish the time I get to spend with them because I would be in the car. Cause I drive an hour and a half to work in the morning and an oh, hour wow. and a half home. Like I don't live right down the street from my school. Like I commute a long ways in Northern Virginia, just outside of DC. And, and so when I get to spend time with my girls, like it's precious time. So me and my wife are really cherishing this time. And, and, and it just even more like solidifies the idea of something that you just kind of mentioned how like elementary educators are the, in my opinion, I say the same thing in my keynote, you are the foundation of education for kids. Like my, my daughter, when she went to kindergarten, one of the, one of the tweets I pinned at the top of my, at the top of my Twitter page was, that, uh, you know, teach every day, like it's your kid in the front row. And I always say that like front row, back row, side row, whatever row, like we want kids to want to be in school and love school. Mm -hmm. And what better way to do that than to teach, like it's our child that we're talking to, you know what I mean? So being home with my own daughters right now, I'm matter of fact, when I get off this right now, I'm going to go in we're going to work on some math and we're going to do some reading and I'm going to do some homeschooling, you know, and all that stuff. But like, it just reinforces that love that like if we can take that same mindset and what we'd be willing to do for our own children and then yes. bring that into our classroom, yes. like your instruction changes, your, yes. your relationships you build with kids change. Like how would you respond 
when a kid fails a test or, or, and actually tried and studied, you know, right. how would you respond if that was your own daughter or your own son? Or how would you respond to a kid on the, on the field if you're playing a sport or trying an instrument and not being successful? How would you respond to those moments? Or how would your instruction change if your kid was in your room and you knew when you went home, you'd have to answer to either that was boring or that was awesome. So right. how would you interact with your kids? All that stuff. If you just change that mindset alone, then you are taking your teaching and your everything to the next level. I, I want to say that I think that I think that's like in a nutshell what it is, right? Because everybody approaches, you know, their classroom instruction, their classroom environment in a different way. Um, you know, you can have an extrovert. I, I myself am not an extrovert, but um, it doesn't mean that I, you know, am not engaging my, I wasn't engaging my students. Um, it's right. whatever that special sauce that you have as a teacher yes. out there, yes. whatever that is that makes you um, unique and special. You need to be all in with that to build that relationship with students. I had a, yeah, my I, second, yeah, my second grade teacher. She was so quiet and, um, you know, nearing her retirement, but precious and had all of us eating out of her hands. You know, she wasn't jumping up and moving around a lot. Um, but <laughs> oh my gosh, we felt, we felt incredibly special being in her classroom and connected. So I, I think it works. I love that. And like, you know, I said, I said this in a tweet not long ago. I said, you know what, we need to start celebrating differences as educators, man. Right. And you would think in the world of education, there wouldn't be so much criticism and like people like kind of hating on each other. Yeah. But like, I'll tell you what, like we need to celebrate differences because I, I say all the time, like, yes, I'm the type of person who will jump up on top of a table, but I'll tell you what right now, like every single teacher has a way to meet kids in a way that only they can meet meet a kid and only they can reach a kid. Like there are mm -hmm. kids in my room that like, they just, I'm not going to lie. Are you kidding me? Like I don't connect with every single kid. There's kids that like don't connect with me at all. Like they do my work or whatever. And they like my class, but like, there's just that, not that spark in a way that like that teacher down the hallway can hit them. Right. And that right. teacher down the hallway can't hit a kid the way I can hit a kid. It, like yeah. in terms of like just getting them to love school or to build a relationship with them. Like it does not matter it does not matter what kind of teacher you are. I, I always say this. Every teacher has their own unique flair that they can bring to the table. I say that yeah. in my book. Every single teacher has their own unique characteristics and flair and differences that make them awesome and powerful. And you can engage kids and you can build powerful and meaningful relationships with kids. And it doesn't matter what and how you are as an introvert or extrovert or what, if you're the right. type of person that's a little bit quieter, that does not matter at all. Because you know what? Some of the most powerful moments in education are from the smallest moments in education. You right. do not have to be the person that's, you don't have to be like me. Shoot, if everybody was like me, then my daughter would probably not like school because she gravitates <laughs> towards the, I'm just being real. She, she does not gravitate towards the loud teacher. She gravitates towards the soft-spoken, very kind and loving, not that I'm not kind and loving, but the, <laughs> like those types of teachers, like that's yeah. the person that does it for her. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And right. so, and there's so much power in that. We need to start really appreciating each other for that. And stop, another thing too is stop trying to measure up to the person next to us. Stop measuring up to the person that's on social media. Stop saying oh. like, oh, that person over there is doing X, Y, and right. Z and doing this with distance learning. Like you do the best you can and don't apologize for who you are and don't apologize for what you do. If it's good for kids and you're making that and you're making a difference in their lives, then do it. Then do that's it. what I was going to say. That that message is is, is such a perfect you know, hitting home message right now with teachers being on social media nonstop that, yes. that is such a comparison game. And, and whether you're doing a Zoom meeting five days a week or you're sending out an email one day a week, whatever right. you're doing for your kids, 
mm -hmm. need to remember that that's enough. You're putting your best it, foot forward. You're doing absolutely. more than what's expected of you right now. I mean, and that's one thing that I love about this time. I mean, I'm trying to see the positives. Our last guest talked about that quite a bit. Try to see the positives yeah. in every situation. And that's what I'm trying to see as a positive through this is the, the, the limits and the, the lengths that teachers are going to to reach students in, in every way possible. And the difference. Yeah, dude, this is a this is an unprecedented time. man. we did not go through our college degrees for this. No. Like, let's be no. real, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, like there's times where I'm thinking like, man, am I doing enough? That's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we cannot try to measure up next to the person that's over there. We can't look at on social media. Like, let's be real anyways. Like, everybody's posting, like, their coolest thing. Like, nobody's right. posting, no. like, the yeah. worst thing they did. You know <laughs> the highlight I mean? reel. The highlight right. reel should be shown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just normal. So, but right. you also, I've had, I have had teachers. I've even had administrators send me DMs on Twitter. And they're like, I just feel like this is how I'm feeling. And I just, how what do you think about this? Or how, you know, I'm just thinking, you know what, like you just do the best you can do. Even as, and like as parents, like I, there's times where I'm going in there and I'm working with my daughter or am I doing enough for her? Am I, right. are we doing enough at home? Like, are, am I doing enough for my kids? Like it's, we got to stop that. We just got to understand this. Like it's an unprecedented time. Everybody's like overwhelmed. Everybody's got this idea of like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Just do the best you can do. Take a step right. back and breathe. And that's all you can do. And if you're doing that, I feel like you're being successful because that shows to me, if anything else, it shows you care. So right. that's a great message, man. So that's, that's a, that's a great spot to end. I think that was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, I know DD awesome links to your books in the show notes. We'll have everything there, but how can people, you mentioned social media and Twitter. How can people follow you, find you and stay up to date with, with you? Absolutely. So I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, Mr. Alzheimer, um, hit me up anytime. You know, it's amazing that people, you know, they shoot me a message on Twitter and they're like, or Instagram, and they're like, whoa, you got back to me. I'm like, yes, I got back to you. Like, is that <laughs> That's weird? That's that, that Some people don't do that. So hit yeah. me up, shoot me messages. If you read the, if you read my book, Next Level Teaching on Amazon, you can find it on Amazon. If you do read it and you want to ask me a question or you just have some cool comment, or even if you got a criticism, just be nice to me. But uh, hit me up on Twitter. I love to interact with people and learn from people and all that good stuff. So. Oh, thank you. It was so nice to get to know you, Jake. I'm going to start calling you Jake. <laughs> all right. That's all so right. Awesome. Jake, well, Jason I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's a great time. I yeah. love talking education. This is great. Well, thank yeah. you, man. It was nice thank talking you, to thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you all oh, on the episode. It. Yeah, say right, well. Sounds good. Hey, everybody. Didi and I absolutely love our sponsors, Alive Studio Zoo, and we know you will too. So make sure you visit alivestudioszoo.com to check out all their awesome augmented reality learning software for teachers, parents, and kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.